With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. As the tide turns, welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, birds of a feather. As we know, if you work hard enough, you can replace depression with exhaustion. It can't happen. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and unmeasurably powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the world. It's a small world after all. It's a small, small world. Yep. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. And over 10,000, that's a lot, recommended uh, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Our lead this hour, rather self-explanatory. Some days you come in here and sets up perfectly. We go below the Mason-Dixon line is where we go. The 
rare and appropriate college football Maller monologue after the national championship game, but prior to the NFL playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, yes, it's now the third time playoffs in the history of Fox Sports Radio that we have done a Nick Saban is leaving Maller monologue. We were we were here when he left LSU to coach the Miami Dolphins. We were there when Nick Saban famously said, after failing as coach of the Dolphins, that he would would not be the coach at Alabama. Then he became the coach at Alabama, and here we are now as Nick Saban apparently says, turn out the lights, the party's over. Now, if you did not hear, I assume you know by now, Nick Saban announcing his retirement after 17 seasons in Tuscaloosa. Saban exiting stage left. He won seven titles in his career, one at Louisiana State, and now the six at Alabama with a crimson tide. How about him, Tide? Uh, so let us discuss the question. Why? Why did Nick Saban, who still had a team that was in the national championship field, they're in the, the final four, of college football, losing to Michigan at the Rose Bowl. Why did Nick Saban decide to retire now as the Alabama coach? That's the question. So I've got termites, rainy day fund, and confectionery. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a mansion, which Nick Saban lives in and owns multiple mansions because he's rich. Hey, I love it here. Yeah, he does love it there, absolutely. So, A, listen, this one is rather easy. It's easy because Nick Saban walking away, people say on the surface it's easy because Saban is of the age when you're in your 70s and you're coaching football. That's usually a time you don't continue to coach football. It's just the way that it works, right? And Saban's past the retirement age. He's 72. So he steps away. Nobody questions it. Nobody says anything. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's the proper age, and it's time to go and uh, hang out with the great, the grandkids, or who knows, maybe the great grandkids. Knock yourself out. Nevertheless, my gut tells me there's something else going on here. Now, there's conspiracy theories out there bouncing around about this, that, and the other thing. But I've got my own theory. It's the Maller theory on why Nick Saban decided today a random day in early January 2024 to step away. Uh, and, you know, he's what's he going to do? He's, he's a football coach. That's all, he, that's all he's done his entire adult life. What, what is he going to do now? He's going to reinvent himself? Is he going to become a carpenter? No. So the theory is this, that Nick Saban, the last three seasons, has been looking around at the landscape in college football and he said, wait a minute, this is like the lawless Old West around here. And I liked it before when Alabama ran the lawless Old West and we're paying players, but nobody knew about it. But now we're paying people and everyone knows about it. And name, image, likeness, that is the thing. That's the boogeyman, if you will. Name, image, and likeness for Nick Saban. And it's been around the last couple of years. Alabama's not won since this became a thing. Well, they were in the college football playoff. Okay. Snuck in the back door there because the Alabama brand matters. Plenty, plenty of people over there at Florida State who would say, well, the Seminoles should have been in and made a compelling argument. But the name, image, likeness worked like termites to undermine the foundation that Saban had built there. And he's like, well, this is a powerhouse. It's still 
a very good team, uh, you know, a great team, Alabama, in terms of being in one of the final four teams. But it's only going to get more difficult going forward. And so the last three years, they have not been invincible. They lost a couple games every year. That was unthinkable in the midst of the glory days of Nick Saban that Alabama would lose two games a year. They were lucky to win a couple of other games. Things broke their way with some Hail Mary passes and whatnot. So rather than deal with all the bull junk, uh, Nick Saban, I guess, is going to go play shuffleboard and uh, eat little Debbie cakes and have a fine time. Now, page two here. Anytime you have a coach exit stage left, you want to know who's coming on stage right. Who is going to replace Nick Saban? So who's who's got the job? Who's going to replace Saban? Well, nobody has the job right now. Now, I have some advice I would like to give Alabama. Unsolicited overnight sports radio advice. My advice is to hold the raffle. And I'm not kidding, by the way. You should hold the raffle and have any true Alabama fan who wants to coach the team put their name in the hopper and then you select a name and they're the head coach at Alabama and the reason that you have a raffle and let a fan coach the team is because it doesn't matter who coaches Alabama they are doomed they have a fatal underlying condition no chance, right? So as the line goes in in all these situations you want to be the person that comes after the person who replaced the legend. So you don't want to be the one that follows in the footsteps. So just hire some anybody. Have a contest. Hire anybody for two or three years, and when Alabama's losing four or five games a year and the coach is a punching bag, they can then get rid of the coach and then hire the coach that they really want. Now, in terms of what's actually going to happen, You've got the oligarchs of Tuscaloosa who right now, the oligarchs, here's what they're doing. They're digging into their rainy day fund. They're like, all right, it's a rainy day, and they can they, they got all that hedge fund money, and they can go out there and literally and figuratively get any coach they want. This is one of those jobs. Anyone they want can be theirs. Anybody. Right? Now, it's going to cost you, though. Because of the buyouts. Dan Lanning is a popular pick by popular people, a coach at Oregon, and he's got a $20 million buyout. So just to forget the money you're going to pay him, you got to pay $20 million to Oregon to hire Dan Lanning. Kalen DeBoer of Washington, if he has any chance of getting the Alabama job, but his buyout's $12 million. Dabo Sweeney's name's been mentioned. That's almost $8 million. And I don't even know about Lane Kiffin and his situation at Ole Miss. So, but Bama will have the pick of the litter, and will they get the runt? Well, most likely they will get the runt, because even Dan Lanning, who I don't care, you hire anybody you want, uh, going to suck in comparison to what Nick Saban did at Alabama. All right, now last word here. So what happens, wide-angle lens, what happens to the Alabama football program going forward? So you have the micro and you have the macro in this story. Short-term, in the micro, you have the great unknown. Ooh, do 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 The unknown! Uh, what's going to happen? Instability is going to happen. Uh, since Nick Saban was hired at Alabama back in the day, there have been 54 different coaches for football in the Southeastern Conference. So he's outlasted 
everybody until now, and now his number has come up. It's his Armageddon as he exits. Uh, under Nick Saban, Alabama, this stat's amazing, has, has had more players drafted in the first round than they have had losses, but it's not even, like, close. It's They've had 44 players drafted in the first round and 29 losses. That's plus 15 in favor of the NFL draft, which is pretty crazy considering Saban sucked as an NFL coach. He just couldn't handle the pros, like the, the varsity. He's very good at the JV level, one of the all-time greats at the JV level. But in the pros, Saban didn't get good. But but the wide angle lens again. See, I mean, short term, you've got some issues here. Uh, and the, the main issue right now in the, in the present time is, that, well, you don't have a coach, and you also have – if you look at the confectionery, Rocky Road is being served for the Alabama football program. Here's why. The transfer portal magically opens up like some kind of sci-fi movie. They just open up the portal, and that'll reopen for 30 days for Alabama's roster. So if you're playing football for Alabama and Nick Saban's your coach and leaves, and, and now you have a chance if Ohio State wants your SC or Notre Dame or who God only knows with some directional school, you can then – Go to some local car dealer or Instagram influencer and get some money, extra money, and leave Alabama because you're not one of the new coaches. Guys, and Nick Saban, that was your guy, and Saban's, uh, Saban's leave. So, uh, and all those blue chip players, every one of those blue chip players will have an opportunity to. It's going to be like the flying carp in the Mississippi River. They're jumping out of the water because they hear some noise. They're leaping out of the water. It's going to be like that. Now, ultimately, the wide-angle lens, the, we mentioned the micro, the macro. All right, the macro on this, as I look into my crystal ball, the macro Alabama will be fine. They have good bloodlines, as in they're a blue blood. And when you're a blue blood, you're pretty good. They're a trust fund baby. That doesn't mean they're going to be great within five years. Maybe they'll have 10 years of stinking. But Nick Saban, you think about what happened when Bear Bryant left. I don't think it's going to be that bad because Bear Bryant, when he, he was the all-time great Bear Bryant Alabama football back in the day. And when he left the Crimson Tide, the gap between Bear Bryant and then Nick Saban, they had a parade of idiots coaching Alabama football and Nick Saban won more games in the 17 seasons at Alabama uh, that than the other coaches the Crimson Tide had in the 24 years between Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. So he, he won 201 games. The other coaches combined won 171. By the way, uh, Nick Saban's still going to be around. Uh, he's still going to pop up. He'll be hanging around. He'll make appearances. He'll probably do some media stuff. Maybe he'll get a podcast because everyone's getting a podcast. Yeah, you can get one of those. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pete's sake, get the heck out of here. Don't let the door hit you on the tuckus. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. BFFs, as we say, if you cannot learn to do it well, learn to enjoy doing it badly. That's what we've done. Coast to coast, border to border and beyond, on the vast and uncharacteristically powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the ache. You give us 10 minutes, we'll give you a headache. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And our lead, our lead this hour coming from the Pacific Northwest. 
Now, the Seahawks did not qualify for the postseason. Are we going to talk about Seattle going into a playoff game in the NFC? No. Uh, we are not. Because they are watching all these games, just like you and I are watching these games this weekend on Wild Card Weekend, from their house or some exotic location in a tropical destination. But that's a sign. Pete Carroll has been tossed out of the Seahawks' nest. Did you see this? No, maybe not. You were we were focused, worried about Nick Saban. Nick Saban also out. Well, before Nick Saban, it was revealed, is out in Tuscaloosa. The news came down from Seattle that Pete Carroll has been kicked out the door. He will no longer coach the Seahawks after 14 seasons. The NFL's oldest coach made the postseason 10 times in Seattle. And the greatest moment in Seattle sports history, the Super Bowl championship for the iconic Legion of Boom defense back in the day, many years ago. So the owner of the team, she got the team because the guy that did own the team, Paul Allen, died, uh, Jody Allen, and she issued a prepared statement. Now, we love our prepared statements, but uh, it was likely written by a hand of uh, the hand of a PR person, but nonetheless... Uh, said, after a thoughtful meeting and careful consideration, uh, we decided to make a change for the best interest of the franchise. Of course, remember, best interest of the franchise is the sports version of out of an abundance of caution. Remember a couple years back during the the uh, pandemic there, you can do anything you wanted, just say out of an abundance of caution. And in sports, you can do anything you want as long as you say, we are doing this in the best interest of the franchise. That's all you have to say. Now, Pete Carroll and Seattle had a winning record this year. They were 9-8, and eight, but as we mentioned, they did not qualify for the playoffs. Second time in three years that Seattle has been on the outside looking in through the glass there. Now, the team did announce that Pete Carroll will remain with the team, but they did not say exactly what he'll be doing. They say it's an advisory role, whatever that means. So let us discuss the question. Give me your school of thought on Pete Carroll's departure, his departure from Seattle. So I've got Circus Cannon, Butterfingers, and Salisbury Steak. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a napkin or a tissue because Pete needed a tissue. He needed a napkin. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of this, but my goodness. All right, number one. So Pete Carroll got up to the dais, the bully pulpit, and he's addressing the media there in Seattle. Of course, not wearing team gear because he's no longer working for the team. And you could tell right away that Pete was coerced into doing this, that he is not leaving under his terms. He's leaving under the terms of the Seahawks. Uh, trying, they were trying to present this as a mutual decision, but it really wasn't a mutual decision. There's like, well, it's not, it's not that bad. It's not, it's not all that. But Pete Carroll was a glass case of emotion. And uh, he, he uh, was crying. Uh, I think we have some of that of him. Do we have the one of him crying here? Listen, listen to Pete here as uh, he was. He said, hey, listen. In fact, there's a drop. I, I heard this earlier. I was watching the, the news conference. And uh, Pete said, this is worth crying for. He said, this is worth crying for. That's a drop. So uh, 
Uh, I, God only knows. No one's ever heard this who works here. So, well, uh, I heard it, but I didn't uh, document the sound. So, anyway, we'll just play it and see what we find. Here's uh, Pete Carroll from his news cover. Following our season-ending meetings uh, with ownership, it's clear, and for a variety of reasons, um, we, we have mutually agreed uh, to set mutually a new course agreed. for the club yeah, yeah. to take on new leadership. All right. Well, he wasn't crying on that one. Right, play another one. Let's see if he's crying. We've got to find the one he's crying in. He's it's been an life. honor and a thrill oh, to be go. part of this program. And, uh, I've loved every minute of it, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you've watched me love it. <laughs> yeah. Now, he was talking about his wife, and then he, uh, he says, that's worth crying. You know, that's worth crying for. I think at the end there, that was he was getting a little choked up, right? Uh, no, no. All right. Anyway, so we don't have the one of him crying, but trust me, he did. It's all over the internet. You can find it in two seconds, but apparently we can't find it. All right. So uh, now, Pete Carroll, immediately after the Cardinal game, immediately after the Cardinal game on Sunday, he had he talked to the media, and we t- we mentioned this on the air Sunday night in the Monday. Pete had said that he planned to continue coaching the Seahawks. He then reiterated on Monday. He does a weekly radio show that seven people listen to on some station that we're not on. So uh, he went on the radio show and reiterated that he intended to be the coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Two days later, two days later, a hastily announced news conference, Pete Carroll kicked out. Kicked out of Seattle, but will remain with the franchise as an advisor. So Pete Carroll, here's what happened. Carroll was put into a circus cannon and shot out of the big top. He was put into the circus cannon and shot out of the big top here. He was uh, uh, just verklempt. He was verklempt here at this news conference. Now, Pete did not bite his tongue. Uh, We played some of the worst sound bites, but trust me. Uh, uh, He he admitted that he competed pretty hard, uh, pretty hard to remain Seattle's coach. He also started crying when talking about his wife and people around him and all that stuff. He then ultimately said that we went along with their intentions, meaning the ownership side, which I don't even think is ownership. I think there's somebody else, uh, the the GM or somebody there in Seattle, because the owner, she's pretty hands-off from what I've heard. Jody Allen, she's not really doing much. It's the people around her. Somebody got her ear and convinced her that Pete Carroll had to go. And she signed off on it, and she said, uh, that's it, we're good. And so is this barbarian-level cruelty? No, it is not barbarian-level cruelty that Pete Carroll is no longer coaching. It's a football coach. You can change coaches. He doesn't own the team. If you don't own the team, you can't, you know, you, you, you can't be the person that's upset that this happens. Is it vile? Is it venomous, the way Pete Carroll was kicked out? Of Seattle. Uh, in this case, though, all roads lead to the whistle. As in, uh, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. you got to take your whistle and go home. You're no longer coaching. Now, the second part of this, what exactly went wrong? What went wrong for Pete Carroll in Seattle? So another one is we talked about Nick Saban in an earlier hour on the show. We mentioned, well, Nick, when you get to a certain age, people say, well, that's it. You, you, you can't, can't get it done. The birth certificate, and Pete Carroll's in his 70s. That's a problem. It's a problem if you're not winning 10-plus games. And when you're when you're young, it's always like the old line, when you're young in sports and you have been tagged as a good player, right? you've been tagged as a good player, and then you have kind of a down season, your numbers aren't that good, what do people say? They say it's a learning experience. You stub your toe, but it's a learning experience. Growing pains. 
They use the phrase growing pains. But then when you get to your 70s and you have a bad year, they are ready to put you into a hospital gurney and just roll you away and get rid of you. But it's deeper than that because if you say, how about some names? I need names. Well, if you'd ask who's responsible for the demise of Pete Carroll, other than the age thing, let's start with Russell Wilson. I know Russ has been gone for a bit there, a couple years he's been out. But Russell Wilson has some culpability in this because once the Legion of Boom aged out and they got rid of that great defense in Seattle, the assumption was that Russell Wilson would step into the elevator and ascend as a all-pro level quarterback. He never smelled like it. He never, never tasted or smelled all-pro status in the NFL. Uh, he didn't. And certainly not in Seattle. He got progressively worse, not better. There were also issues between Carroll and Russ as Russ went Hollywood or something like that. And so Russ ends up falling out of sorts. And then, uh, you know, Butterfingers drops the baton. Right, Butterfingers Wilson, he's supposed to take the baton from the Legion of Boom. He doesn't do that. So they have the falling out, traded Denver, offloaded for draft picks, and the Seahawks have run the last couple years without a quarterback. Seattle has not had a quarterback in a couple years. Geno Smith sucks. Everyone knows that. He blows. He's a backup masquerading as a starter. And so Seattle became moldy. And they're not terrible. They're they're adequate. Not great. They're like the filler in the hot dog. You just don't want to know it's there. It's, It's okay, but you don't want to really know it's in there. They're a faux contender. Have we done a wellness check on J.J. and Retton or Nostradinus or any of our you know, Seahawk fan, uh, Emmett, the blind Seahawk fan? Have we checked in with any of our guys in the Pacific Northwest contingent of the Maller Militia to see how they're handling this? So now Pete Carroll, he had to get up there and play nice for the most part. He did play nice, although you know, he cried a little bit, which kind of gave it a whole the whole thing away. But uh, you look at this, it's like Pete's now got one of those, I used to love the Sopranos, he's got one of those no-show jobs, one of those no-show construction jobs, where he's a advisor. They don't even know what he's going to be doing. So he's like, well, we still got to pay you, so we're going to come up with, uh, you know, we're going to come up with some Fugazi uh, title for you. All right, uh, final point, as we put the bow on this Pete Carroll conversation, where does the Seahawks job, where does this rank among available gigs in the NFL? So this job is underwhelming. The Seattle job is underwhelming. Some of the reasons we've already given, they don't have a quarterback, Geno Smith. This roster as a whole, you look at the Seahawks roster, and I tried to explain this to Nostradamus and J.J. and Renton. J.J. kind of got it. Nostradamus didn't. He didn't get it. Uh, but here's the thing. So they're at the, the, the roster itself, is it's like a belly button type situation, right? Because it's in the middle. It's a belly button job because you're in the middle. And who has the inside track? That would be the Salisbury steak man. The guy that went to Salisbury College in Maryland, Dan Quinn. That's obvious. It would be a stunner if Dan Quinn doesn't get the job. He was there in the glory days of Pete Carroll in Seattle as the director of defensive responsibilities for the Legion of Boom. And he ran the Seattle defense there 10, 11 years ago and then went off to Atlanta, went back to Seattle and ended up going to Dallas and all that. But you, outside of Dan Quinn, you have a hodgepodge of corporals and lieutenants who want to be 
want to be the brigadier general. They want to be in charge. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go! It's Mallory. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. The Coop Deloop. The NFL viewership numbers keep going up, and this year, the regular season was the most watched since 2015. Ben, do you think the viewership climb will continue in 2024, or will momentum be stopped by the election? No, no, no. the election's not going to stop the momentum. You got the, uh, you, this is like a rerun the election. You're going to have Biden and Trump, it looks like. So, no, the NFL will be fine. It's it's a national pastime. Yay. And I don't, there's no, they're, they're stop with the protesting stuff. People are watching. There's not, nothing's going to change there. Next! Chad Johnson said in a video that he posted on social media that he isn't worried about the Eagles saying, I think they're going to fix it. I think the Eagles players are playing possum. Ben, do you think the Eagles turn it back on in the playoffs? Uh, So first of all, I agree with Chad Johnson. They're playing possum. As in a dead possum that got run over by Dad Gummit's truck on the highway in Arkansas. No, it's over. They're done. If they if they knew how to fix it, they would have fixed it already. They're cooked. Now, maybe they beat Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay blows also, but they're done. Next! It's being reported by NBA insider Shams that the San Antonio Spurs have interest in reuniting with DeJounte Murray. Ben, do you think the Spurs would be a better situation for Murray? Well, DeJounte Murray, they, the Spurs got a bunch of first-round picks. Who gives a rat's ass about that in that trade? And he has not been... That good. I, I mean, no, I, I think he's just he's a, a mid-level player. How do we do, Koopa Loop? He passes it. That is a win. You can put it on the board. I won the game. That's a winner. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour and the Kuba Loop with the reading of the questions. All right, Ben, we're going to start with uh, let's start with Tim. Hi, Tim. Tim wants to know for everybody: slippers or socks when la- lounging around the house? Uh, I'm old school. Uh, I I go without any. I just walk barefoot. What? Yeah. I'm even in guy. the winter? Yeah, even in the winter. Yeah, that's it. Although, as I've gotten older, I have gotten a little cold occasionally. Which you is you a have, uh, you'd have heated floors? Yeah, I'm a bougie. No, I do not have heated floors. It gets actually very cold because I have, uh, as you, you've been, you, I don't know if you've been to the house, but hey, you've been there and there's like, uh, the floor is not, yeah. It it retains the coldness. Eddie, what are yours? Socks, slippers? Um, I didn't know that I would enjoy slippers, but my wife actually got me some slippers and I actually love them because... What? 
I mean, yeah. you just slip them on and off. You know, if you get your feet get kind of hot and sweaty, you just take them off. And uh, socks are a little. Yeah, I'm going to sound incredibly lazy right now, but you know, taking socks on and off yeah, a little bit much. Just, you got to bend over. Just slip over those, uh, yeah. slip on and off those slippers. I, I'm a slipper guy. When I was a kid, I had the slippers that had the little ram helmet on. Well, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, Sam. I'm usually barefoot as well. If I do have to wear something, it's socks. Kubaloo, you know, Iowa, you know, barefoot all the time. Yeah, man, it's grounding. We go barefoot. JJ McCarthy grounds. I wear I wear socks with my slippers. Oh, oh come on, double uh, feet are sweating yes. at that point. Well, no, just not really. Because I mean, a room heater coop or something. Like Eddie said, you know, if your your feet get too hot, you can just take the slippers off. But I, I don't want my bare feet in the slippers because then then they'll smell eventually. Like it just. Well, you can clean them if you want. Uh, What is next here? It is Ask Ben Your Questions, Our Answers. All right, this is a question from Rory. Um, I don't know how... uh how possible this is anymore if you have a car made within the last 10 years, but Rory wants to know, have you ever locked your keys in your car? Uh, Yes, (laughs) I I have done that in the past. Uh, Not recently, as you, you referenced with these new cars. I think it's almost impossible. Although you can, I think... You can, if you put it in the trunk, you can lock the trunk and it won't open. Uh, one of the cars I had, uh, but I have done that. In the past. Eddie, uh, there was a stretch uh, not that long ago. Oh, I remember that. Where <laughs> I would lock my keys in my car like oh, once oh, a oh, month. Oh yeah, we you got the nickname Triple A Garcia, right? Yeah, you kept that, it was the same. I, I it was the same be, guy. Yeah, I got to be friendly with the guy. I was like, so I'll see you next month. <laughs> wow. That's odd. Yeah. That's right. I had this habit of when I got out of the car, I would hit the button. It's not like a button you push down like the old, old school, but there's a little button on the side uh-huh. that you would push to lock the door, and I would stupidly just do it automatically, and, and sometimes I'd have my keys in my backpack, and then I'd close yeah. the damn door. And, wow. Well, fortunately, I would have my phone in my pocket so I could call the AAA guy, but that went on, honestly, for like six straight months before finally I broke out of the habit. Yeah, that's quite the habit. Yeah. I guess it's better than Jed, who fled's habit. Uh, what about you, Iowa saying? Uh, last time the car, the keys got locked in the car, I think I was a child, and it was like my parents did it. But I've locked myself out of my apartment. I had to climb some scaffolding to get back in my apartment. It was, it was quite awful. How do you lock yourself out of That's not a deadbolt, obviously. Uh, I've made the mistake of locking the doorknob, and then I went out to the laundry room and then locked myself out. Yeah. Koopaloop? Uh yes, it was um it was my first car, but uh, yeah that happened. You know you got to call and they do the whole like break into it with the thing in the window. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had that. Yeah, you stand there waiting. I've also locked myself out of my house numerous times, numerous oh, times. Yeah. All right, what is next? Is ask Ben your questions, our answers. If you like this, we do it every week at this time. If you don't like it, we only do it once a week. Who cares? Uh, it's probably a question for. Uh, for Ben and okay. Eddie. All right. Oh, uh, old guys. Old guy talk. <laughs> uh, Masshole Mickey wants to know, guys. Uh, I'm Masshole Mickey. Have you had a colonoscopy? And if yes, can you tell me what to expect? I'm having one next month. Uh, I have not. I, I think I am due for one uh, coming up here. Eddie, have you had I one? have, yes. Yeah. Um, the procedure, <laughs> I was out cold, so I didn't give a damn about that. That was nothing to be worried about. Uh, but the cleansing part of it is awful. It yeah, is it absolutely awful. You drink that liquid, right, for yeah, you, like 24 no, you, hours? It's, it's, it's like every hour you got to drink uh, a drink and then... 
man, it's it's terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. Does it taste bad or just you have to go to the bathroom then? I mean, it doesn't taste good. At first, it's fine. And then after about like the sixth one, you're like, just like lemony. Ugh. It's like yeah, lemony, it's, Yeah, kind of. But it doesn't taste good. It's not awful. But after you do it, you know, six hours in a row, you're just like, oh, God, I do not want to drink this again. And then, yeah. of course, you're. Uh, well, think how much weight you, you lose a lot of weight though, right, Eddie? Get all that stuff out of your body there. No, I mean, I guess you lose some, but it's, it's like a it is not that part of it is awful, just awful. All right, there's Eddie. Good, good luck, Mass Old Mickey. You're you're in some trouble there, I guess, with drinking. Find find some good tasting drink that'll make you poop. I guess that's the key there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Let's get the Zamboni. Let's start up the Zamboni right now. We puck the world with Eddie Garcia. All right, thank you, Ben. We start off by checking out the past week in the NHL, and the surprising Winnipeg Jets have taken over the NHL points lead. Winnipeg winners of seven in a row. Now 27-9-4 on the season for 58 points. One more than the Vancouver Canucks, another surprising team. And the Colorado Avalanche. Winnipeg has held their opponents to three or fewer goals in 30 straight games. And they are riding a 13-game point streak. A lot of people saw the Jets' this team as a team that could battle for a playoff spot, but nobody thought they'd be one of the top teams in the NHL, which they are at the moment. Of course, we haven't hit the halfway point of the season, but give credit where credit is due so far Fun to fact, the Eddie, Winnipeg one, Jets. Yes. Years ago, I was a reporter. I, I was they did this thing in Toronto, and one of the guys in Toronto radio became like a talk show host in Winnipeg. So I have a radio friend in Winnipeg. What's his name? Uh, Rick Ralph. I'm not even sure if he's. I haven't heard from him in like a year. I don't know if he's still on there, but Rick Ralph is. It? He did the All radio right. on the, the big sports station. I'm sure, there. he's enjoying reporting on the Winnipeg Jets right now. Uh, some other streaking teams at the moment. Edmonton Oilers have won eight straight. So have the Florida Panthers and the Seattle Kraken riding a seven-game winning streak. Unfortunately, my LA Kings riding a six-game losing streak at the moment. And the uh, seat might be getting a little hot under head coach Tom McClellan. We'll have to see about that. Uh, there was one milestone worth mentioning this week. The Minnesota Wild beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-3 in overtime. Wild netminder Mark andre Fleury gets the win to tie Hall of Famer Patrick Waugh for second on the NHL's all-time wins list. Big contract signing this week. Toronto Maple Leafs and forward William Nylander agree on an eight-year, $92 million extension. It's the richest contract in Leafs history. Uh, he was to be an unrestricted free agent after the season. Extension kicks off next year, carries through the 2032 season with a full no-movement clause. Chicago Blackhawks star Ricky Connor Bedard suffered a fractured jaw with a hit in the game on Friday. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. He was the favorite to win the Calder Trophy as Rookie of the Year, leading all rookies in goals and assists. He was the number one overall pick in 2023. So we'll see if this opens the door a bit for another rookie to maybe get that award. Uh, the USA beat the host country Sweden 6-2 for the gold medal in the World Junior Championships USA. Uh, USA. And now to the big story of the week, which will also include some sound from Ben's favorite coach. Oh, Torts! John Tortorella. I love Torts. So we had a surprising trade this week. The Flyers shipped out their top prospect forward Cutter Gaultier to the Anaheim Ducks for defenseman Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick in 2025. Now the Flyers had picked him at, with a fifth overall pick in 2022. But he sucked from head to toe, Eddie. That's what no, no, actually okay, he's really right. good. He's 19 years old. He's playing at Boston College. He just was a star for the U.S. in the aforementioned World Did Junior Championship. Did he suck at a time you can't suck? No, no, no he didn't. Okay, uh, all right, all right. Uh, but the, uh, by the way, the 21-year-old Drysdale, it's going the other way. Sixth pick overall in 2020. He's only played one full season, though. He's been hampered due to injuries over two years. So, the Flyers claim that 
Cutter Goldier told them he did not want to play for them, kind of out of the blue. And then when they tried to get a hold of him and talk to him, he ghosted him, would not talk to him. Yeah. Now, John Tortorella was asked about Cutter Goldier not wanting to play for the Flyers. And he had a pretty good soundbite where he said, if he didn't want to play for the Flyers, we don't want him. And then he was asked more about it. He says, I don't know Cutter from a hole in the wall. So it was a pretty good soundbite. However, after last night's game, we got a better soundbite from John Tortorella. Uh, Adding some spice to the story uh, is former flyer Kevin Hayes. He and John Tortorella had some run-ins. Hayes now playing for the St. Louis Blues. Now, he is a Boston College alum where Cutter Gauthier is now playing. Yeah. Apparently, they're friendly, and a reporter in Philadelphia named Anthony Sanfilippo reported that Kevin Hayes apparently talked Cutter Gauthier into not wanting to play for the Flyers because of his personal feud with John Tortorella. Oh, okay. Now, this Kevin, is setting up pretty good. Kevin Hayes has denied this, says it's absolutely not true. And John Tortorella went after the reporter, Anthony Sanfilippo, in the press conference after the game last night. Here's John Tortorella. Is the is the guy here, is there, doesn't, the guy here that, that caused Kevin Hayes a problem? Yes. You? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Do you think Kevin Hayes is gonna do something like that? It just it pisses me off that, that you guys throw that around and affect someone's life. Kevin Hayes and I had a problem. Uh, we couldn't come to an agreement how to play. That's a good man. That's a good man. And, and what you said is going to stay with him. It'll, it'll, that, that's what you guys don't understand. You say something, and you're going to sit there and say you have the right source. And I call <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> John Tortorella. That was pretty good, but not an all-time great. No, and it's not no. suck the head to tall. No, it's no, not we no. sucked at a time you cannot suck. Which is I, my favorite torch is we sucked at a time you cannot suck. Yeah. Which is, it, it applies to everything in life, right? When you do something bad, you sucked at a time you cannot suck. That's good, though. I there love torch, man. All right. That's your Puck the World. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.